Hey everyone, my name is David Poole and welcome to another episode of the Georgian Growth Show where we'll be doing another top three, this time on diligence during COVID. Over the past few months, the Georgian team has been figuring out how fundraising and our own diligence has changed because of COVID. So we've heard questions like, are you still making investments? What new metrics or analysis are you looking at and how has COVID impacted fundraising? Today, I'm sitting with uh, Margaret Wu, or Margo as we call her, on our investment team to get the inside scoop with her for navigating today's fundraising environment and what new things you might expect in a diligence process with Georgian. So Margo, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, David. It's great to be on. So maybe you could start by sharing a little bit about your background and role at Georgian. Sure. So when you look at the profiles on our team, you'll see that it really looks like one that would be at any of the software companies that we invest in with experience that spans sales and marketing to product development. Uh, I also fit into that ex-operator mold. I started my career in technology consulting at Accenture, played the head of ops role at two startups, and was a product manager at Amazon before joining Georgian. As you said, I am currently a VP on the investment team and am actively involved in diligence on new potential investments, as well as closely working with management teams at the board level. Nice. So let's jump into the questions. And I think we'll start with one that's on every founder's mind, which is how does fundraising compare to pre-pandemic? What are the major differences that you've been seeing? Well, It's just a fact that investment activity is down and we're seeing something like roughly 30% down year over year so far this quarter. But still, there were $8 billion invested in April, meaning VCs are active. So if you are a founder, know that venture capitalists are still investing. And every VC I've talked to has stated that they are open for business. For sure, though, financing rounds are taking longer to close, and there has been a slowdown in new deal activity. And this shift is really taking place for a few reasons. First, most investors are focused on assisting portfolio companies and doing follow-on funding in the short term, so they simply don't have the bandwidth for as many new deals. Although I'd say in the early weeks of COVID, this was certainly true, but now investor bandwidth is really starting to open up. And then second, like anyone else, investors are also adapting to a new normal, uh, which is the fact that we're all building relationships with prospective companies through virtual communication. Before, I'd say most investors relied heavily on FaceTime to develop trust with entrepreneurs or in-person networking with other VCs for warm referrals. Uh, And then lastly, Given the macroeconomic risks, most VCs have stated that their bar has risen. We're all looking at the same metrics and markers of success as we were before, but only committing to the top of the highest performing segment. So the big takeaway here for founders is that it may take more time than before to develop trust and willingness to jump into a business with a VC. So start early, or if you are planning to raise soon, try to delay for a few months or to prepare for a longer time to close. If you're in the middle of a raise or have term sheets out, try to close quickly. Love that. So a lot of activity still going on and really the same trends that founders are seeing 
with their own pipelines where it takes longer to build trust and establish relationships virtually than it does face-to-face -face, apply to VC as well. Now, you mentioned that a lot of activity has been around follow-ons. What new deals have uh, you seen getting done? Well, David, good companies are still raising money. Some of our portfolio companies have raised with competitive terms, and we have been involved in some competitive processes ourselves where the Georgian team has had to figure out how to pitch well over Zoom, too. Several of our portfolio companies have jumped on market opportunities through quick product innovations and seen their revenues increase since the beginning of the crisis. It's a fact, though, that there have been a number of large growth financings in the press since March. Startups focused on the new normal, including remote work, telehealth, or distance learning, have all done well. For example, uh, Notion, a productivity startup in San Francisco, raised a $50 million round in late March that valued the company at $2 billion. And Miro, a digital whiteboard and collaboration tool, also raised a $50 million Series B announced in April. An overall point I'd like to make is that companies that are part of the new normal or have COVID tailwinds may be in the minority, but actually in the long term, we are getting excited about the fact that COVID is really acting as the catalyst for a whole new wave of digital transformation. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. It's been interesting to see the wave of realizations sweep across not just kind of businesses, but throughout personal life as well, how much this will have an ongoing effect in just how we use digital tools and how we can expect more and more things to be digitized thanks to the pandemic. So let's kind of switch tracks a little bit here and talk about what we are doing differently internally at Georgia and what kind of new things are we looking for or how has this changed our diligence approach? In diligence, there has definitely been a shift in expectations and preferences for all the usual metrics. We are doubling down on indicators of predictable growth, and we have become more focused on not necessarily break-even profitability, but we want to see efficiency in the business and cash burn that is under control. Uh, there is also renewed focus on the mission criticality of products and their stickiness with existing customers. We really want to understand the pre and post COVID momentum for the companies we meet. So new diligence questions have included, how did you handle COVID and what did you do to adjust? Honestly, I think we may be asking this question for a long time because it tells us a lot about company leadership. Um, we want to know what headwinds or tailwinds has COVID created for your business and how sustained do you think these trends will be? What has COVID changed in your product roadmap? How are you preserving and enhancing your company culture in this remote working environment? In terms of company financials, we're looking for more on the before and after COVID operating models. Prepare to address your pandemic story. How have the numbers been impacted positively or negatively by COVID and your forecasts and mitigation plans for best case, realistic, and worst case scenarios? We understand that milestones may now take three to nine months longer than pre-COVID averages, and we want to see that companies have used a similar lens. At the same time, we're looking for forward plans with at least 24 months of runway after the raise. This 
really starts by companies showing us a good grasp of their own burn mechanics, which entails creating a financial model that breaks out major cost items in a lot of detail for the next 24 months. This level of detail really demonstrates to us that the company has a good understanding of the levers that they can pull in various scenarios. And then last but not least, our team has been even more focused on thesis fit around machine learning and AI for potential investments. We're always looking for vision lock with management teams on how our impact team will be able to accelerate their business. And now with limited bandwidth, we're really looking even more for the best fit. I think that's uh, a crucial point to kind of underline and it goes back to building relationships and building trust is that alignment in terms of how we see the use of technology specifically around AI ML being a, a driver of transformation. I guess we, we covered that, what we look for in terms of fit, but how has COVID changed the, the approach to diligence and, and how we kind of go through the process? Internally, diligence feels less rushed because we're diving even deeper with companies, though we are still moving fairly fast and always look to match a prospective company's fundraising process. In terms of interaction throughout the process, we're really working on innovating and creating a more fluid virtual diligence experience for companies. Uh, What do I mean by that? I mean, we are giving CEOs and management teams a digital channel for visually seeing and accessing our diligence workflow and providing access to relevant content and analyses that our team has completed internally using the data provided to us. So our goal is to continue increasing digital transparency into our process and decision making while giving value back to companies to help them understand their metrics and business even more. This is definitely something we've had in the roadmap for a long time, but COVID has helped accelerate our internal innovation. I should say we have made one investment so far during COVID without meeting the team in person. I can say that there was a lot of effort put into virtually recreating the get to know you moments through more touch points for the management to meet the full Georgian team. And we made sure to include some more casual interactions as well. I can say that we've maintained a founder friendly approach to deals because we have a long-term view on all our investments. We're definitely not employing any draconian terms that some investors may be using in economic downturns. So that digital transformation that we were talking about earlier has actually <laughs> already had an impact on Georgian and on our processes as well, and just increasing the rate with which we are doing things digitally, and, and it's fun and exciting to see. So when it comes to valuations, what advice do you have for, for founders? Okay, so as I've mentioned before, investors have adjusted their bar. So founders should be realistic. Investor appetite for outsized rounds and valuations has decreased in the short term. If you are overly ambitious in your funding size goals, it can backfire. I have seen valuations in today's market really go down anywhere from 20 to even 50%. So where multiples were, say, 20x ARR before COVID, they are now closer to 10x. If you do have the opportunity to close a term sheet at a fair price, this is likely 
not the best time to play hardball. I encourage founders to get through the fundraising process as fast as possible so they can navigate the company's operations. And obviously, I can't predict how long these trends in valuation will last. It could be another three months. It could be another year. But all of us will be paying close attention to this uh, in the coming months. Nice. So just kind of to sum everything up, if you were to take all of the above into consideration, what advice would you have for founders on creating a fundraising strategy? Okay. At the highest level, I would think about which of the following categories your business falls into because of COVID. If you are in a terribly hit space like travel or retail, no matter how great your business was, your business has been derailed and it will be hard to fundraise. If you have to fundraise, you should be ready to accept lower terms than your last round. If you have cash on the balance sheet, cut costs and wait for the market to come back. If you don't think the market can come back, you need to change what you are doing. If you are in a market with tailwinds and your business is now growing like crazy, such as online education or remote work, this may be exactly the right time to go out and get some capital to scale. In this situation, the strength of the market opportunity should be enough to raise with good outcomes. And then if you are in a middle scenario where your market is experiencing some headwinds for a quarter or two, and you are probably expecting your top line revenue to go down some 10 to 25% compared to budget, you will need to do a bit of homework. Bring costs down, focus on building your product and on improving unit economics and growth and sales engine efficiency. Ideally, you have enough cash to make your company more efficient and show a couple of quarters of growth before you need to go out to fundraise again. Excellent. Really like the three categories there. I think that brings a great deal of clarity to the decision making. Margo, thanks so much for joining us today. This was a lot of fun. Great. Thank you so much, David.